Question: How was it like giving birth to Elliot? And don't spoil the details. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Describe the placenta for us. Thank you. <laughs> And welcome to Elder Speak Podcast, Episode 5. Uh, I am Mutz, your host this time, and with me I have Randy. Hi! And Kip. Hey! Uh, so, how are you guys doing today? I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> no, I'm actually doing wow. awesome. I, am, I have never been so psyched about the work week being over, so I'm doing really well today. Yeah, I know what you mean. Kip? I am doing fabulous, uh, just completely liberated. Let me tell you all a story called Graduate School Finals. Um, imagine having all of your limbs cut off and then being lowered into a thing of lemon juice over and over again. <laughs> I would rather do that than the week I had this week. Do they let you keep the, the, uh, the lemon juice? or? Um, well... You can only only what you can drip out of your wounds. <laughs> That's a bargain. <laughs> yeah, that was my week. It's over. I'm liberated. I now get to go back to Michigan. So, yay, go blue. <laughs> so it sounds pretty like excited. everyone's sounds like everyone's had a pretty tough week. I actually, this is probably my hardest work week in a long time because i've actually been working 60 hours this week and 60 hours with customer service and nagging parents and whiny kids is not fun i can tell you that much what's the worst question you got asked Mott? um uh well a guy came in and uh and uh complained that a friend of his had traded in a game that was his so we had to call the police and stuff like that that was pretty annoying (laughs) oh god Uh, what game was it what game was it uh godfather 2 i think oh man (laughs) i mean it's a good game but i was hoping that it would have been something stupid like uh i don't know well, actually, he get he got uh, almost uh, I guess what would be forty bucks for it. So, so it's a pretty big deal to him because he's a little kid, obviously. So that's a lot of money to him. You know, uh, I think in the states, if you if you return stuff without a receipt, they they give you store credit. I think over here, they probably wouldn't even call the cops. They'd be like, just here, take it and go. Not that I'm trying to give anybody ideas out there, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, actually, a funny story. I already told Randy this, but um, at the start of the week, at Monday, I think it was actually, um, a guy came in wanting to buy um, Grand Theft Auto 4 for PC. And he was maybe 10, 12 years old. And of course, I said no, he had to be 18 years old and everything. And he asked if he could call his parents and ask for permission and put me on the phone. So, me being a nice guy, I said yes and gave him the phone or lent him our phone. And uh, he called, well, someone. Uh, <laughs> about about 30 seconds later, he hands me the phone in this obviously fake uh, grown-up voice. Uh, tells me that it, it's all right. We've discussed it at home, and it's fine. <laughs> let him buy it. And this kid was 
so bad at pretend, pretend, uh, pretending to be an adult that I, I saw through him at once, of course. Uh, yeah. So I just I just asked him for his name just to sort of challenge him, and he literally paused for ten seconds before saying shit and hanging up the phone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, a fun fun day. <laughs> You know what's, hey, you know what's uh, going to be really funny about that? When that the real parent comes in and, and he actually talks like that. And he's like, why did you not sell my boy the game? <laughs> it's not his fault I can't remember my name. Yeah. <laughs> it's a disability. <laughs> I don't know hey, why I have a southern accent, but. <laughs> yeah, a southern accent in, in Norway. That always happens. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Uh, okay. So, uh. A lot of things have happened, oh, not a lot of things, but uh, recently things have happened with the site, and uh, we fig- figured we'd give you another update. Uh, Randy, do you want to take that one? Uh, uh, let's see. New updates on the site. Me. I don't know what <laughs> happened this week. Well, mostly just, uh, well, we got Your some video ads. went up. Randy, my my video went up. My video went up, and it, it got okay uh, reception from uh, the YouTube world. Uh, we put up some other good stuff too. Mots uh, yeah. did his uh, his review for uh, for Riddick, which I gotta say was uh, after reading through that and editing it and stuff. I I didn't want to play that game really at all before, but now that I read that, I want to play it real bad. But I can't because yeah. I got like a ton of other games that are coming down the pipe that I need to play. You yeah, know, for even, the site. Even though I wasn't really that nice to it. No, you really weren't. But still, like, despite all of the bad points that you pointed out, I still want to play it. I still want to, you know, still want to run around and be Riddick. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. What uh, anybody else have anything? Anything big that kind of came up this week with the site? Um. Well, we uh, did launch the t-shirt t-shirt contest. Oh, right. Yeah, t-shirt contest, everybody. Um, because we uh, we really don't want to send uh, Gavin or. Or Elliot to screw attack convention or E3 topless um, at all. That's just yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, actually, this this actually kind of ties into topless Gavin. Um, I got Gavin's E3 pass today in the mail, um, and I kind of cried a little bit when I saw it because it's wow. uh, it's all official looking and it's got like this gold embossing stuff on it and it says media all access on it and i kind of <laughs> cried tiny tiny tears because i'll be stuck out here and on the on the right coast while he'll be you know playing around with video games and stuff hey ronnie maybe you can post a pic of that on the site i think a lot of people would like to see that yeah, I think I definitely – I'm definitely going to. I literally just opened it like 15 minutes ago. But right before we started the podcast, I opened it up and I was like, oh, tiny little daggers in my heart. Lucky yeah. bugger. Uh, Basically, yeah. shadow, shadows of Colossus-sized daggers in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Go ahead. We also actually got our first uh, advertisement up on the site. Um First, well, I mean, was it this week actually? No, that was last week. Last week we threw up an ad for GameFly, uh, and uh, this week I ran. I'm running ads for Newegg, Newegg.com. So yep. if, you know, if anybody needs to buy any cool uh, tech gizmos or anything like that, go through our site, and we got a they tiny, don't tiny. Sell tiny eggs. Okay, so they I, don't. I want to be. I want, I want to be clear. There's and, no and poultry the eggs products. They do sell, not even close to new. No, <laughs> no, sir. Old eggs. <laughs> um, 
Uh, also, I know I told you guys last time that I would uh, be uh, working on the forums very hard uh, this week, but unfortunately, uh, everyone at my job got sick, so I had to work way more than I expected, so I didn't get the time. But I will definitely look more into uh, getting you guys the features you want. And yeah. a lot of people out there know that, don't know this, but Mots is actually immune to swine flu. And so, yeah, yes. that explains his, that explains the uh, scenario there. So. Yeah, yeah, that's why we brought him on board. We were like, we it was part of the application process, it, you know, able to contract swine flu, yes, no, and he checks off no, and he was a shoe in from there. I mean, despite yeah. the fact he can't read or write or do any math at all, but yeah. he's like a whiz with with internet stuff. So, internet yeah. stuff whiz, immune to swine flu, shoe in. So there we there go. You go. You know, and uh, we just want to know once the swine flu takes over the world and pigs, you know, stand on hind legs and rule animal farm like, uh, we want to know that the site will keep going at least with somebody. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. If He's you're listening to this, down. you are the resistance. By yeah. the way, by the way, by that point, I'll probably have you guys strapped to chairs and typing out meaningless articles all day. <laughs> and and how is that different from now? <laughs> Here's my five reasons why Resistance 2 is better than Resistance 1. Number yeah. one. <laughs> oh, Randy, you wrote that last week. Uh, so, um, yeah. Okay, so what are you guys playing this week? So, what am I playing this week? Um, actually, funny you say that. I'm play- I played through Resistance 1 and 2 this week, and I couldn't stop playing them. They are awesome games. They are really great games. Um Resistance 1 will definitely separate the men from the boys, and Resistance 2 has got to be one of the biggest improvements uh, from from uh, an entry game to a, a sequel that I've probably ever seen. Um, I think if anybody owns a PS3 and they don't own Resistance 2, even if they're first-person shooter fans or not, I think they're silly. Yeah. I, I'm not a first-person shooter fan at all, and I love that game. Yeah. So I, I've actually also been playing a bit Resistance 2 uh, this week, just because I bought it for the uh, Geek Nights. Uh, right now, I haven't really played that much of it, but uh, right now I'm at the point uh, where, um, you know, where you you ship the Doctor off in the helicopter close to the yeah. beginning, and you have to yeah. uh, and you have to defeat a, a couple of big guys, big cameras. Yeah. Yeah. How the fuck do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> With patience. You shoot the cars. Oh, you do? Yeah, shoot the cars, it'll blow up near him, and that hurts him. Oh, okay. Cool. I didn't oh, know there that. There you go. <laughs> so I have a really hard time trying to dodge his uh, fireballs. Also, yeah, use a couple your of... magnum. Use your magnum on that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's your magnum, and then like... make sure to use the secondary fire on the magnum, too. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. If you plug him six times in the head with that and explode them all, oh, that's, I mean, that, okay, that's so one it's... down. I thought you had to go go for the uh, tanks on his back, the cooling tanks. You can do it. You can. That's the quicker way, but you can kill kill him either way. I I just hide behind the cars to the left, and then I just shoot him continuously. That's what I did. So, oh, cool. So yeah, I love the the part that you're at right now, Mots. If I think you're at the right spot, that's actually one of my favorite parts in the whole game. Was when you get into that neighborhood and you first realize that like the whole town has become infected and they're in those pod things. Huh. Yeah, I haven't gotten that far, so don't spoil oh. it. <laughs> no, he's talking about the beginning. He's talking about the beginning. You haven't even fought the first boss, have you, Mots? I uh, I shot the Kraken a couple of times with the. Yeah, uh, you haven't you haven't full on fought him yet. So yeah, okay, you're okay. you're you're right at the beginning. Yeah, I know where you're at. Oh, whoops, sorry, didn't mean to ruin it for you. But I gotta say, Resistance Two actually has some pretty good creepy atmosphere moments in that game. 
which are awesome. I wasn't expecting it at all. Huh. Well, um, I mean, the first one had some... Uh, well, I mean, not creepy, but it had some really spectacular moments, I guess, uh, where you... Um, I'm trying to remember a specific, specific one, but... Uh, you know, the, the different bosses, when you were out in the big open areas, were really cool. Oh, yeah. I'm expecting more of this in uh, this one, because they, well, they practically marketed the game just on scale, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Kip, Kip, how about you? What have you been playing? Oh, I was playing the Memorizing Endless Facts game. <laughs> he was he was playing the not waste my my graduate school tuition game. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really great game. Um, it's a it's a it's a maybe download. <laughs> a really good investment. No, um, uh, honestly, I did not even get. I have not touched my PlayStation or anything this week. It's been uh, it's been a terrible week. Dude, good for you though, man. That that shows some freaking strength right there. Because yeah. I would have broken down at least and played something. No, dude. Unfortunately, I could not. So, uh, actually, my video games, everything is all packed away in a box right now, unfortunately. And I won't get a chance to really dive back in until probably Sunday or Monday when I'm back at uh, when I'm back in Michigan. So, cool. Oh, by the way, I actually started uh, playing uh, Castle Crushers. And thank you, Randy. Thank you for recommending yeah. that game. That was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. really great game, isn't it? Yeah. I'm actually just um, past the uh, the the cat in the water bars. So I'm oh it. yeah, yeah. And that was <laughs> uh, it was <laughs> annoying at first, but after that it got really fun. Ah. Yeah, it's it's definitely a really really fun game. And there there was a point or two I think I just had to look up online to see what to do. Like there's one point where you can't break down this door without eating a sandwich, and I never would have thought about <laughs> eating a sandwich before you know breaking down this door. But otherwise it's I it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, you like eat the sandwich and you become like this giant brute of a of a little nightman. Like your head stays the same size, but your body like beefs out to four times its size, and you got these tiny little legs. And uh, you know, it's it's pretty funny. That, and that, so you know, you know what the problem is, Randy, right there is that, that back in the old days. When you were a little kid playing games, you would have totally thought to eat the sandwich because that's what power-ups were. Sandwiches, steaks, <laughs> like cheeseburgers. You know, you'd have been like, oh, that's the obvious thing to do. But now we've been conditioned. To, it's like health packs and shit. I, I yeah. want cheeseburgers again. That's, you know. I thought you were going to say it, uh, it promotes a negative stereotypes for, for men. I was going to say, you know what? You're right, Kip. I'm never going to yeah. be that big guy. <laughs> No, it was much simpler. You know what game that I always think of with the food is like there was an original Nintendo wrestling game where I remember stakes would like come dancing across the ring. You'd have to run up and grab it. Does anybody remember that? It was an arcade game. No, uh, I don't. I don't remember that one actually. Oh man, that game was classic. It was like just like five characters. It was like Randy Savage, freaking Honky Tonk Man, and I don't know a couple other people. I just I always remember playing that game when I was a little kid, and it was it just had like two buttons, punch and kick. Yeah, and then you, and then you can do a super move. Fuck. Like well, if you push them both together at the same time or something, probably. Well, simple games were incredibly fun when you were, well, younger. So I remember games that pretty much everyone says suck now. I still have fond memories of, so... They don't suck. <laughs> They're still good. <laughs> they don't suck. I'm not old. Other people suck. Those games are awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, he's going to be saying the same thing in 20 years. They're going to be like, these kids nowadays don't know what the hell they're talking about. Naruto yeah. kicked ass. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you. Well, I'm going to go take a shower after that comment. Hopefully. <laughs> fucking, hopefully. I'm filthy now. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the world will have ended before then. So, <laughs> why? I have so many games I need to play. I don't think twenty years is going to be able to make me catch up on all that stuff. I got so many nerdy movies I need to watch too. My Netflix queue is like backed up to. I think I'm up to like five hundred movies on my Netflix queue right now. Wow. <laughs> hey. Uh, okay. Do you well, guys want? Uh, we have some questions this week, actually. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, can, uh, what I was going to say, uh, would, would uh, we mind taking a break real quick before we start the questions? Yeah, sure. All right, sounds good. Um, see you guys in a bit. Hi, this is Kip, feature editor on ElderGeek.com. You may know me from such site features as Random Spam Thread or Post a Picture of Yourself Thread. And I'm here to talk to you about a really serious issue that faces our world today. This is an issue that affects more geeks than I think anybody can possibly imagine. I'm talking, of course, about geek poverty. Now, not many people know that one in three geeks today only have access to 200 gigs of external memory. In addition, two out of seven geeks only have one HD TV in their household, some of which are only displaying in 720p. I know this is shocking, but there's more. Three in five geeks have broken on buttons on their controllers and are forced every single day to walk the dirty Cheetos-covered carpeting to the console itself and turn it on manually. I know this is hard to hear, and it may be easy just to shut off the podcast or simply hold down the fast-forward button on your iPhones, but before you hit that button, remember that half of all geeks only have the 8-gig version of the iPhone. If you'd like to help and donate to a worthy cause, please email us at helpus at povertygeek.com and think your small gift of a mere 25 KBs of bandwidth a day can get small geeks like Milty here his very own PSP downgrade firmware. Thanks, Geek Poverty! That a boy, Milty. Ha 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 ha! And we're back, everyone. And guess who we found outside? Elliot. Hey there, man. Hey, man. Hey. So, um, <laughs> where were you this time? Uh, I'm afraid I'm not at liberty to discuss that. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty, then. Uh, okay. I see. I see. Uh, anyway, um, so we actually got a qu- quite a few uh, questions this week. Uh, first one's from Skylon, and he asks, Why do you think uh, Steam isn't the dominating dig- dig- digital distribution method? The digital? Yo, digital. <laughs> Steam distribution. Yo, digital. The Digimon distribution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from Norway. <laughs> Okay, so um, why do you guys think that uh, Steam isn't uh, dominating the digital distribution center? I thought it was. <laughs> oh, it's not. No. I mean, I wish it was, but it's not. What, what is well, it? I think, I think it's because it's just like boiling water, and it's not like – it's not a download, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, <I'm> <laughs> 
why uh, why isn't it the dominating digital distribution service? Uh, I I think it's because of the whole bad stigma on PCs about everybody saying that you know uh, you know again that they need to have this high end badass PC to you know to run and you know pretty much any newer game and and that's really not true. Uh, yeah. And what's funny is if you actually check out on Steam and uh, they have like statistics and stuff on there, the the average Steam user actually has pretty slow computers compared to today's standards. Um, yeah, and so I, yeah, Valve games are you know notorious for being you know compatible with really really crappy PCs. I mean, my PC sucks, but I can run a Left 4 Dead on you know really high settings and have no lag at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't know why Steam isn't kicking everything's butt right now. I don't know why it's not kicking consoles' butt right now because PC games are cheaper. It's easier to buy storage for your PC games. And the coolest part is, honestly, every Friday evening when I get home from work, I log on to Steam to see what their weekend deal is. Um, it's an awesome way to get new cheap games. Like this weekend, they're actually running Call of Duty World at War for 25 bucks. You know, I mean, that's awesome. You know, and, yeah. and they have stuff like this almost every weekend. It might be like a, an indie game will be only 5 bucks, and even if you aren't really into indie games, it's only $5. You're going to pay more for that at McDonald's for a value meal, you know, where, you know, instead of a cheeseburger, you would get a game that you can keep forever. So I don't know why Steam isn't kicking everybody's butts. Well, so you're comparing it to the consoles, right? The console stores, the yeah, I, store and the Xbox Live Marketplace. Yeah. Uh, but are there any... I mean, I don't... I'm not too familiar with this. I, I only use Steam, but are there any uh, other com- competitors to Steam that are really prominent? Um, EA did have their own service, uh, but they actually closed it down, and now they sell their stuff specifically through Steam. But uh, there's also Direct2Drive, which is through um, IGN, and uh, the two of them actually fight over licensings for, for which games you know go on what platform and stuff like that. Um, okay, because I know Microsoft has their Games for Windows uh, service, uh, which is supposed yeah. to be improved now because it was apparently horrible uh, earlier. Uh, but uh, it's not. This... It, it's it's there. It's it's really not as streamlined as Steam. It's it's surprisingly processor intensive. Um, even even on my machine, I I have like a I have a dual core three one six and eight gigs of RAM, and uh, it'll it'll slug up a few times on their site. And, and on no one else's. Um, so, yeah. Do you think uh, uh, WoW also has an effect on this? Because, I mean, so many gamers, what is it, 12, 13 million gamers are playing WoW, or, I mean, perhaps not gamers, but people are playing WoW, uh, and many exclusively WoW, just WoW, they don't play anything else. So yeah. could that sort of take a chunk of that, that potential market? I think that's, you know, one of the main reasons because, I mean, you're shelling out 30 bucks a month or I don't know how much it is now. And, you know, before you'd spend that money buying a new PC game, but now you spend it on the same game. I think it's actually like 10 bucks or something, so it's not that expensive. Um, I guess I guess my thoughts on that question are just that gamers as a group are, I mean – the average age of a gamer is 29 years old. They've been gaming for a while. And I think they're a traditional bunch that, you know, I want to buy a console and then I want to go buy my game at the store. 
That's how yeah. I get it. People yeah. don't. I mean, it's not. It's not a fact that. To me, it's not that Steam isn't dominating in dig- digital distribution. It's that digital distribution isn't dominating. And the reason. I think that's well said. And yeah. the reason yeah. is because the people who buy games are number one, like you know. 19 to 30 or whatever, 40-year-old men. Number two, mothers who are yep, buying their yep. games for their kids. And obviously, if, you know, if my mom, if I'm, when I'm a little kid and I say to my mom, I want to pick up this game, and she says, okay, let's go to the store and get it, and I say, no, I need your credit card to enter it on this website. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And so... It's perfectly I, I legitimate and not porno, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I just think that, you know, it's it's just it's too soon, it's too it's too big of a price. Like iTunes is successful because it's easy. There's a strong there's a strong user base there as well. The you know, of Apple users and people who use iTunes, that's why it's so successful. And I hate that people use that iTunes model to describe everything. Oh, digital distribution is coming because look at iTunes, but well, yeah. ex- exactly, exactly. Everyone listens to music. Not everyone plays games. Yeah. 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 And, what? you know, you can buy songs for, like, a dollar, but a game's yeah. a major investment. Yep. You know, comparatively. Yeah. Comparatively, yeah. yeah. Everyone well, plays yeah. games, Mom. I mean, it is it. No, I mean, I think, that's, I think that's a good point. Elliot, I don't think you have to justify that at all. I think it is a major investment to, to throw down $60 for a game. I mean, you're, for the console... Well, you're going to pay five to six hundred dollars when you buy when you buy everything you need. You're going to be buying controllers. You're going to be buying accessories, and you're going to be buying games. I think that is a major. I think that is a major investment. Sixty dollars in this economy for the average like person who doesn't have disposable income. That is a major investment. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely and right. And also uh, to the point earlier, uh, games are. Are seen as toys. They're seen as something to be controlled and something to be feared by many, many adults. And so the idea of entering uh, your credit card number to a, to a company that you don't trust just on the outset is perhaps a little bit more uh, scary to people than uh, than actually um, uh, doing it for you know Apple and iTunes and stuff. Um, I have to I have to embody Delindema. For a second, because I know he has a fit about things like this. That he he will tell he will fight you to the bone, saying that video games are toys. They're still toys. And like, what's what's wrong with that? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily see them as toys. I just see them as general entertainment. But I I do get the point yeah. that he's trying to make. Well, yeah. are movies toys? Yeah, I would say that they're the same kind of toys. They're they're. But I don't play with a movie. Toys. I don't play with a movie. I play with a toy, though. And I play a video game. <laughs> I just said adult toys. <laughs> they are. I mean, it's, it's like a four-wheeler. A four-wheeler's a toy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's the stigma that we have to be tough and manly and old or well, mature. and Yeah, right. It's a toy, man. Well, to <laughs> us, I mean, to us, that's okay. But to the people on the outside looking in, it might be seen as different, seen differently. Yeah, but it's the same thing with any other hobby, though. You know, from our point of view, looking in on people who say enjoy something like NASCAR when they when they buy their NASCAR things and they get enjoyment out of it, we would see that as weird. But you know, it's it's their shtick. Yeah. No, no, no. But but video games are cool. NASCAR sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's what. Oh yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Video games rock. And NASCAR's for babies. Our listeners. <laughs> 
Rest, um, rest in peace, Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> <laughs> so number three, with I, the wings. <laughs> I think. I think also another one of the um, one of the big uh, uh, competitors actually with Steam is um, is GameFly. Um, you know, there's there's an internet marketplace uh, where people can get games, so to speak, but not necessarily need a PC for it. So, um, in its in its own turf, it's being beaten by by consoles. I would say. Yeah. Also, should OnLive actually succeed and do, do what they promise to do, that'll be a big, uh, big uh, uh, competitor as well. Agreed. Uh, the thing with Gamefly is it's like, you know, it's obviously like takes the Netflix model and applies it to video games. I don't think enough video games come out to warrant me to get a Gamefly account. You don't? No, I don't. Really? I, yeah, I mean, I just, for the amount of gaming I do, you know, I, I play... I, well, I mean, well, I, I play. I play probably one. If I buy a new game, I'll play it for a month or two, you know, yeah. and then that'll be all I play. So, I mean, for me, eh, I don't know. See, but I get GameFly for not the good games, but for the bad games that I'm curious about. Like most of yeah. my GameFly list is not A titles. Like A titles, um, I'll, I'll probably go out and just buy if I if I have an inkling it's going to be good. Like Grand or. Um, uh, what the hell is that? Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4? I just bought, you know, because if yeah. it was anything like 2 and 3, I knew it was going to be okay. But there were other games that I wasn't really sure about, like Army of Two, but when I played them and rented them, I was like, this is a blast, you know, and, and I just kept it at home. Um, so that's that's why I have Gamefly. There's a lot so, of games yeah. I'm curious about. Same reason, I mean, because nowadays games are so expensive, you know, $50, yeah. $60, and Gamefly lets you try that out. And if you like it, then you can keep it for anywhere between 20 and 40 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, why, Randy? Let me ask you this: Why ever buy any games? Um, I, you know what? That's a good question. I, I buy games because I'm a replayer. I, I will replay almost every single game I own. But, but I'm not the average person, so I, I, I don't mean, see a reason. What stops why people you from getting it from GameFly again? Oh, um, uh, the chance of it not being, you know, able to be rented anymore. They they actually sell off their stock. I, I think you know? you're lying. I think you're lying to yourself a little bit. I think you enjoy having it up in your shelf. Exactly. Well, that's that. that's, that's, that's that exactly like. where I'm going with this. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, there's absolutely that too. Yeah, I do love looking at it on my on my shelf. But uh, but I do uh, I am afraid of the fact that they aren't going to have it to rent anymore. I I was on a a queue for like four months just to get um, Silent Hill two. And uh, I finally got it, but I had to send it back because there's other games that I want to review for the site first. So I was I was psyched that I got it, but at the same time I knew I didn't have time for it. So unfortunately, I had to send it back. So, you know, as these games get older and older, they're less and less available on GameFly. Even I can lend you my copy of Silent Hill too. All right, I'll I'll steal that from you. Okay, but I guess I think I think there is I think there is something. It's it's the inner comic comic collecting nerd geek whatever you want to say inside of us that likes to hold it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. look at it, and look at the book, and like yeah. do all those things, and have the collection on our shelf. I think that I think we all enjoy that, and that's that is the reason why I buy games and not just go to Blockbuster, get it for two weeks, and beat it for eight dollars. Well, it's you know? it, it's not just for us; it's for our guests, for our friends. We want to show off our collection, basically. Same thing with movies. Basically, yeah. everyone has a has a has at least a block of movies that they're really proud of owning. Yeah. So so, I've got like five hundred. <laughs> games or movies movies well, and a, uh, about 500 movies maybe 
30 uh, TV seasons and I'd say around 200 games. Dude, you need to get that stuff insured. If you if you ever have a water <laughs> accident or a smoke accident, all that stuff is ruined. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I could go off on an Elder Geekly rant about that one of these days. Insure your video good. games, people. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, when when you actually, like, if somebody broke into your house or you actually did have a fire, if you were to replace all of your video games, how much is that going to cost you, like, out of pocket to replace all of that crap? It would cost me six to $10,000. Yeah. At least. And, Dude, and, and you guys live in America. Everything is cheap compared to up here. To me, it would cost like 100000 Or not dollars, but uh, kroners. And that's more like... Uh, Wait, your money is called kroners? Yeah, what is that, like yeah. carved out of wood? Yeah. Well, okay, so... so <laughs> okay, so in, in Norwegian, it's called kroners in English. But in Norwegian, it's called krona. It sounds Ooh. like it's carved out of wood with a hole punched out of the center yeah. instead. <laughs> it makes me think of like, inside. yeah, it makes me just think of like big Nordic men being like, "Give me kroners." <laughs> Here's uh, your bottle cap, roll. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's move on. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, all of our Norwegian listeners. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean me? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Torres Oxford asks, "What games are you guys hoping to, to will get unveiled at this year's E3?" Uh, uh, Randy, uh, what games am I hoping? I'm hoping that they show more of uh, no the... unveiled. So it has to it it has oh. been announced yet. Uh, the new Team you know, Ico ob- game. Yeah, I was gonna say the obvious answer is the new Team Ico game, and. Um, and and uh, Kip actually has a really good uh, theory as to why he thinks that that's coming out at this E3. I, I do. Yeah, you know do. You told us about Dude, it just before the show, man. That that was my theory built on his theory. It was not Norway, man. Oh yeah, it was your idea. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Wait, what did I say? Tell me again. He's trying to steal stuff in the name of Norway from America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Kip said. Uh, what did you say? You said uh, that you didn't. That you thought that the recent uh, Activision unveiled the. Uh... Oh, okay. Now I understand. Now I understand. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Yes. Excuse me, guys. My memory is just full of psychological bullshit right now. So, <laughs> like, it's just nothing new can, can get in quite yet. Anyway, okay. So my opinion is that there's must be some kind of game that is really, really, really big that's going to be shown at E3. And my yeah. logic for this is that. Modern Warfare 2, which is arguably the biggest game, uh, going to be, you know, the biggest game of the year for a lot of people, is got de- unveiled, like, earlier than E3, which then tells me, you know, because they've, they've been showing trailers and teasers and stuff over the last week or so, which basically tells me that there must be something that's going to be shown at E3 that was going to cast a shadow over, like, everything else. Whether it is, like, a motion-sensing controller from Xbox or from uh, Microsoft or, you know, Sony releasing PSP2 or whatever is going to come out, um, I think that there's something that's going to be very, very large at E3, and I, you know, I think the Team Ico game could be that thing, just done on their history and probably the amount of work that's gone into this game. So, 
Actually, I, I, uh, I kind of really doubt that uh, the Sony's going to unveil the PSP this time because uh, they just announced that they would do a new bundle with uh, with uh, Final Fantasy Dissidia uh, with the uh, uh, 3000 model. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. With uh, 3000. So why would they well, do? A I think they're going to announce the, they're going to announce the PSP two, but they're not going or some kind of PSP Go or whatever they're calling it. But I think it's not coming out yet. The bundle might come out today. You know, or uh, whatever yeah, you know, yeah. at E3, but the the, P, the PSP Go or whatever they're calling it might not come out till November or December. So, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that they I'm hoping that they uh, announce the new Shin Megami Tensei game for the PS3. That's gonna just, crush the hell out of Call of Duty. Yeah, just anything <laughs> from Atlas. I mean, because the PS3 needs some more RPGs. It does. You're absolutely right. Well, You're absolutely well if they do though, you always run into the danger that it's going to be Japan only. Oh. oh yeah, so like cheers to Tiara. Or I'm hoping that they at least announce, you know, that Yakuza Three, Tears to Tiara, and uh, some other Japanese game. I really hope that they get American release dates. Huh. Well, I mean, I think if they're gonna no- announce next uh, the next Persona or whatever, um, I think it's gonna be on uh, TGS. Don't you? Um, yeah, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, it would make more sense. Yeah. Um, you know what other game I'm looking for? I'm hoping that we see something of. Uh, speaking of the PS3 kind of games, is uh, Rockstar made that deal that they were going to um, release yeah. three three PS3 exclusives, and we haven't seen anything yet from them. Yeah. Oh, so I'm really yeah. excited. Well, what's seen, that? Uh, I'm sorry, we've seen a little bit of uh, what's the what's the game? Uh, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, that's one. You turn L.A. Noir. Yeah, we've seen that's not that's not PS3 exclusive anymore. Oh, I thought it was. No, 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 sir, not anymore. I'm pretty sure I'm like 90 percent sure that it's for Xbox Two as well now. It's because a lot of people were thinking that that was the game, and I think that that's been since um, since uh, whatever debunked. So, okay. Originally, I think it was a PS3 exclusive. I think not anymore. But there, you know, there must be something down the lines. And if it is LA Noir, I, I, I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be something that really, really utilizes the because that was the reasoning that they, you know, said at the beginning that they made the deal. One was, you know, so they could release uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 for the Xbox, and then PS3 Sony negotiated that they could get three exclusives. But the other part was that Rockstar said, "Hey, we want to use the PS3's power, and we want to use that the cell broadband engine." And everything like that, and so that was their their big rationale is that they wanted to take advantage of the hardware. So huh. they probably yeah, just read my blog on the perfect GTA and decided that they should make it. <laughs> yeah, that was that's probably what it was. That's probably what yeah, because I wrote a blog about a perfect GTA that only the PS3 could handle. Actually, not even that could handle it. I mean, but wow. I'm really hoping that they make something along the lines of you know, along the scope. And range of San Andreas, but essentially with the gameplay and improvements seen in uh, GTA 4. I want to be able oh. to break into a car, and then when I'm in the car, sort through the the, uh, the ashtray for dimes and nickels, yep. but leave the pennies. Yeah, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to be able to look at the registration, look for errors on the contract. <laughs> Uh, so that if I get pulled over, I can argue that the car was actually mine. 
No, the um, interesting thing, I, I actually think if, if GTA, I don't think GTA needs a bigger size or a bigger scale. What I think GTA needs is a gameplay update because I'm tired of chase the guy on the motorcycle, shoot the guy with your gun on the motorcycle, go get the drugs, bring them here. You have one minute. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's old. That gameplay is from, you know, the 90s. They need to update that, make it more dynamic, make it quicker pace, you know. Go yeah, make a I job mentioned of- – yeah, I mentioned all of that. Yeah. Uh, actually, a game I'm really looking forward to on E3, or I hope they announce, is uh, SSX4 or something. Oh, I mean, yeah. That would be awesome. Because SSX was awesome. So I just want a new one of those. And yeah. Sean White really didn't uh, live up to the... Uh, yeah. You know what it really could be if uh, if they were cracking the whip hard enough? It could be, and I hope I don't start rumors, but uh, it could be Gears 3. I mean, that would that would definitely blow uh, no, Modern Warfare 2 out of the water. No, you don't think? Wouldn't. No. Dude, Modern, I don't know. No, uh, Modern Warfare sold like 12 million. Gears sold 6. Really? Yeah. Well, only because it's Xbox 360 exclusive, though. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, if that was available on all consoles, Gears 2 would sell really well. I mean, it's an excellent oh, yeah. game. But, but, I mean, look at uh, multiplayer stats for Xbox. The top stats are for uh, World at War and Modern Warfare, and then Halo, and then Gears of War. So... Well, I don't know. I think that, I think that for Sony, at least, <clears throat> the... The aim this year isn't going to be about isn't really going to be about games because I think they've announced there. I think they've kind of blown their load there. Maybe they'll have one or two big games that they announce, but I think their focus is going to be a lot on their services and their integration of the PlayStation Store into all the different devices. And I think it's it's going to focus a lot more there. Um, I know they've already mentioned that they have they said something along the lines of like inter, uh, interaction with Facebook is sooner than we think. Oh wow! I think they're going to. I think they're going to be connecting home. I think you're going to see the trophies displayed in home a lot. I think you're going to see. I think it's going to be software based for Sony. Outside of if we do see any hardware kind of things, I think it's going to be the PSP but or soft titles. I, I don't know. I would actually want uh, Sony to just abandon home and just forget about it and focus your efforts on other things. Because made made a million dollars in the first month. They're not. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> home. Yep. On made a million dollars in the first month. On just advertisements. No, on selling digital crap. Yeah, people buying, you know, digital clothes and shit. Like oh, hats and t shirts and shit. Yeah. yeah. It's dude, it's big. It's not they're not monking around. What the <laughs> hell is wrong with people? Why do you <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean, Moth? You don't want to go home? Well that uh <laughs> boy, that brings up the whole Sims mentality, you know. that might not yeah. be something that we identify with, but there are a lot of people out there that really identify with, with the Sims series. Well well yeah, but you don't pay for for one shirt in Sims. You you buy a giant pack with the with <laughs> yes, but furniture. how many packs? There's been like 12 expansion packs for that beast, and and they all sell like crazy. Well, think about you know the typhoon. Well, not play. Uh, play is not the right word. Uh, I mean, because people spend just buttloads of money on Second Life, and I mean, it doesn't even look good. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, Mots. What? Like, I, okay, Mots. Let's get to the underlying issue here. What is your? What's your problem with home? Oh no no! I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to uh, try. It's to, okay to hate it. I mean, I think it's okay to hate. It. I just want to. I want to know why you hate it. Oh, oh, you mean the service itself or the people in in it? Every, go ahead. 
whatever you feel like. <laughs> uh, okay, the service itself is just, it doesn't offer me anything. Uh, to me, as gamer, and let's be honest, most of the people who own PS3s are gamers, because it's not cheap enough to be a mass market system yet. I, I disagree. I think lots of people bought it as a Blu-ray player. Yes, they did. Okay, so do they even know how to use Home, then? Do they even know it's there? Somebody's using it. Somebody's using it. Yeah, I think gamers are using it. I just think those gamers are are misguided. <laughs> and pedophiles. Yeah, and pedophiles. <laughs> Basically, every single male on Home is looking for cyber sex, regardless of his age. I mean, seriously, create a female avatar and just stand around for a bit, and uh, yeah. you're going to get, like, 20 guys coming up to you. Okay, so that's that's a good use of home. That's a good yeah. use of home. Mess with All right. Home. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Getting the, getting the conversation back on track, I guess a bit. <laughs> um, the any any big announcements? Do do any of you three think that it's going to be the next Zelda game that no. will be announced at E3? No, no, no. I I think no. Kip. Um. I think Nintendo's going to announce something, but it would make sense that if they did show the new Zelda title, it would coordinate with their usual timeline of not releasing it for five more years. So, Yeah, yeah that's about right. Well, well also, uh, to Kip point, Kip's point, Zelda's not big enough anymore. It's it's the biggest thing that I can think of that would be able to compete with Modern Warfare 2, uh, releasing their stuff early, with Splinter Cell, whatever the next thing is, well, releasing their information early. Well, that's uh, the thing. That's the are thing, you, Randy. They don't have to compete, though. Yeah. Are you are you thinking about, uh, or are you sort of basing this on on press coverage, or just uh, the amount of people that will buy the game? Press coverage. Yeah, because I think Ico is far bigger game in that case than Zelda. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. well, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, should we just skip Eric's question because it's kind of the same? No, I think we skipped him too. Too well. Let's let's at least say what he he had asked. Okay, uh, um, Eric asks, uh, "What are you guys looking forward to seeing at E3 this year?" So basically, Taurus asked what we wanted to be unveiled, and Eric asks what we want to see more of. So, um, I think I think a good way to tackle this question is to focus on how about the return of E3 to the previous form. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm. So one thing I'm looking forward to this year at E3 is we're going to be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the next year want... we're all going to be there. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, thing I want. I want some more Death Spank. What? <laughs> huh? <laughs> See, no one knows about this game. No one knows about this game. It's the new uh, Ron Gilbert game. The guy who uh, created Monkey Island. Oh, yeah. yeah, I have heard about that. Yeah, Death it's kind of like a is. combination between, you know, Monkey Island and Diablo 2. Huh. huh. That sounds like it would be kind of like Brutal Legends. Okay, wait, why is it called Death Spank? I have no idea. Uh, there's no spanking involved? No. But there okay, might be a lot death? of that. No. <laughs> It's it's very simple. It's very simple. You're deaf and you spank people to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The Grim Reaper has given up poking and taken up spanking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Another thing I really hope for is uh, I really want them to start releasing uh, old PS1 RPGs on PSN like they yeah, do in yeah. Japan. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, obvious. <laughs> yeah, Xenogears yeah, I... is on PSN in Japan, but the only way that you can play it in the states is if you shell out two hundred bucks for an original copy. Right. Also, Fun Fantasy VII is very expensive, and that's also on the Japan store. Yeah. So you know what's a really interesting thing that I, I looked up one day was that on the PSN, they, uh, you know, it's kind of these weird collab. It's kind of a, a bunch of weird games. I mean, there, there's some really, there's some really good ones, but then there's a couple that are like, okay, I kind of remember this game. Well, and I went and looked up, and those games are actually the top twenty sellers for PS One. Like Jet Moto, Jet Moto Three, that was like in the top twenty. Yeah. Well, That's I so mean, are, are, are these uh, Sony's uh, first-party games or are they they third-party games? Uh, they're kind. Of, it's kind of. Sec- I know the the Jet Moto and the Twisted Metal games were made by Single Track, which was David Jaffe, and those were a division of Santa Monica, kind of. Yeah, but, so they were like second-party, first-party-ish. So. As long as the license is owned by Sony, I guess I could would call it uh, first party game. Yeah, sure. So because because I've seen a lot of weird games. Most of the really weird, obscure games are from third party guys. So it it basically sounds like it's up to the developer to push these games to to get released. So that's my view on it at least. Um, I do. Well, I was going to say the, the games, the, actually the game games that I want to see at E3 really badly though. I, I want to see more Assassin's Creed Two footage. I actually want to see it, it you know, being played. And oh, yeah. um, I'm probably the last person in the world that is going to openly say this, but I'm really psyched about the next Army of Two game. Um, I liked the first one a lot. Um, I, I want to see more of the second one. Oh, I want to see more Thief Four. Oh, yes. definitely Thief Four. Yeah. I mean, that's just a dream come true for me. And you know. After Deadly Shadows, almost anything will be better because, you know, Deadly Shadows, it was okay, I guess, but compared to the Metal Age, it was crap. Hey, um, yeah, uh, sorry about backtracking a little bit, but uh, you know, as we're getting closer and closer to E3, a lot of uh, a lot of companies are sending um, invitations to come to their to their conferences and stuff that they're holding, and they and they ask ahead of time um, to make um, appointments with with the representatives so you can talk one on one with them. And I've been passing uh, some of them along to to Gavin, you know, so he can make appointments. And the one of them um, now, I don't know if this is the professionalism just of of Bethesda. But uh, Bethesda seemed pretty excited about what they had to show. So um, I well, don't know. They've already, they've already sort of announced uh, Skyrim, the next uh, Elder Scrolls game. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. they haven't showed it. They've just said the, that that will be the next game, basically. Then, then that, they might be unveiling screens of that or, or uh, you know, video of that. That would be my guess. That would be awesome. I love those games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just swallow up my life like nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kip, how do you say uh, his nick, or should we just say his name? It's D. Lindema. Okay, D. Lindema. We can right. just call, we call him D. Lindema, or we can call him Dan. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so so, uh, so Dan asks, every time I learn a new instrument, one of the first songs I play is the Bloody Tears from Simon's Quest. I, I just did it uh, with my harmonica, and I want to know <laughs> if, there <are> some <laughs> if there are some game music out there besides Bubble Bubble that you still think about uh, far more often than you should. Ocarina uh, of Time. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, good one. Vampire yeah, that's... killer for uh, uh, Castlevania. Just the da 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 we actually have uh, the play symphony orchestra uh, music uh, at work playing in the background all the time. And that <laughs> song is just stuck in my head now. <laughs> in orchestra version. So. I'd probably say that uh, Kefka's theme from Final Fantasy VI. Ooh, that's uh, that gets in my head quite often, along with almost any, I mean almost anything else from Final Fantasy. One, win- one sorry, one win- winged angel. No. So is I, you know what I think I have a question for Dan. If he's if he's playing the stuff on his harmonica, he needs to like play us an intro song or something or an exit <laughs> song for the podcast. You know. Please, yeah. Dan. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Dan. Uh, you know what? You know what? You know what level uh, I always loved the music of is I can't remember. I think it was either Sonic Two or Sonic Three, but the the casino level. <laughs> Huh. You guys remember you jump Sonic into the thing and they would either like hit you with rings or whatever. It would do like a slot machine. That yeah. level had like the best music. Oh, um, alone on that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bionic Commando rearmed the. Uh, oh yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. That is awesome music. You know what music uh, actually gets stuck in my head uh, around Christmas time, and I'm actually kind of embarrassed to say this, but uh, um, it's one of the opening levels in uh, Super Mario World. That do 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 do. Oh yeah. No. Uh, for some reason, I just remember, about, it makes oh, yeah. me think of Christmas for some reason. Because you probably got it at Christmas. No, I actually uh, I bought the Super <laughs> Nintendo the summer it was released. I, you know what it was? They had a huge, huge like. Mario and Santa advertising, you know, campaign that Christmas for the Super <laughs> Nintendo, and that's why I probably remember it for that. God, I'm a geek. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's move on to news, shall we? Um, we don't, we're, we're not really, we don't really have that many topics this time because we had so many questions. But first of all, it's the rumor of the PS3 Slim. That's supposedly to be unveiled soon, and we've seen a sort of uh, shady picture that looks like it's scanned from a magazine of a, of a flattened down uh, PS3 Slim box. So, what do you guys think of that? Um, hmm. I don't care. Um, no. I, I'd only buy it if it was, and I already have a PS3, but uh, if it was cheaper than the current PS2 or PS3, and if it was 100% backwards compatible with both the previous consoles and had a gigantic hard drive. But otherwise, really, they, they should have just worked on more about lowering the cost of the console that they were building right now. Yeah. I'm going to say it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a probably a good call, Kip. It probably is bullshit, you know? I mean, it's... What they packed in here, if they if they slimmed it down, it would overheat like crazy. Yeah, like the Xbox. Yeah, and I don't, I don't understand why. Like, I mean, it's not like it's a cell phone. I, I like that it's big. Like, I like yeah. that it's, like, I have no problem with it. Like, it's not gonna carry, have to carry it around or anything. I, I mean, I don't understand why consoles have to get smaller and smaller. I don't understand why yeah. PlayStation yeah. needs to do that. It's because a console. It sits under your TV. It doesn't move. Why do you need it smaller? Yeah. 
it, yeah. it, it's basically just it makes it cheaper and it gets uh, the the popular kids to buy it easily, more easily. Cause it's oh, small, now we're worried cool. about the popular kids. Yeah. I don't know. I like my consoles to have, you know, a sort of presence to them. You know? <laughs> you know, my TV room, you know, you can see the PS3. You know, it's big. It's, you know, monolithic. It's big you know, and like, black and hard and yeah, yeah. shiny. Uh, like the monolith from 2001 a Space Odyssey. But my Pretty PS2... Yeah, my PS2 Slim, on the other hand, is, you know, just there. It's, like, on the side. It's tiny. Cowardly. Yes. <laughs> Basically, you don't, you don't want it to look like you can break it uh, in half. On yeah. Your yeah. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the appearance of it was never what anybody's complaint was. Everybody who has seen it has all said, boy, this looks nice. It's very sleek. Look, you don't actually push any buttons. The disc comes out with the Are you kidding me? You kidding me? Yeah. George Foreman Grill. Oh uh, come on! You know dude, that, that was terrible. That was, no, but that, but was, that wasn't uh, that wasn't about the uh, the look. That was about the size. That was about the size, and that was that oh, was it more. It looks like a George Foreman grill. It does. <laughs> Bullshit if it doesn't. It totally does it. That's okay. But I mean, <laughs> people bitched about that like crazy. People bitched about the the boomerang controller. Oh my god! Yeah, they also bitched about the Spider-Man type font, you know, on it too. Yeah, uh, and nobody made the connection that Sony owns Spider-Man. Yep. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Fonts are expensive. People, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just fits really well with the machine, I guess. Yeah, it I does. Love. But yeah, I think it's bullshit. I, this looks too. Um, it looks. What, why are they using the all of a sudden the PS2 font for the PS3 logo, and why is it uh, so shady looking? The image. Yeah, if someone was in the position to photograph that image, why wouldn't he photograph it properly? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a well, photograph it a of, of a magazine scan. Yeah. Whatever. But the original photographer, I think, Elliot's making well, a good point there. So. Also, yeah. Also, it looks like it's it's basically scanned in from a magazine, or or, or no, not scanned in, but photographed from a magazine. Where's yeah, the that magazine? Used a scanned in image. Yeah, what magazine? Yeah, you know, we we haven't heard anything about that. So, yeah, well, I think we debunked it. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Microsoft won't be showing off uh, their games for uh, Windows uh, service at E3. Uh, apparently because uh, E3 is more of a console-based show and uh, PC gaming doesn't really fit in there, uh, according to them. But at the same time, they will be showing off Windows 7. So, huh. I, I, Here's my question with that. Since when do we have to like, oh, it doesn't fit in here, so we're not going to show it? Hype is hype. Yeah. 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 You know, what's the purpose of the show is it's a promotional show. I don't understand. Oh, it doesn't fit the category enough? Like, oh, they don't want it associated with video games? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, also, it might it, it might be an excuse that they're using uh, as a you know as a as a thin veil to cover up that it's expensive to run a show at E3. It's very yeah. expensive to rent out booths. Um, I you know the company that I work for we we actually do some booth design and stuff like that, and and I, I've designed some smaller booths like small like a like a ten by twenty footprint, and uh, those cost like twenty grand. 20 grand just for like a three-day show and that doesn't that doesn't count for some of these huge huge extravagant things that actually go on at e3 um the the one they had for i think resident evil 4 or or no no resident evil um the the umbrella chronicles 
remember they had like a whole mansion that was like a rebuilt of the of the original mansion. Oh yeah, Is everybody oh. still there. Oh okay. I saw. I, saw <laughs> I, was I did not know that. Oh yeah, they had like a, it was like modeled to look like the inside of the original mansion. It wasn't like a scale model or anything, but a booth to that um, extent would easily cost in the hundred thousand dollar range. You know, wow. so and, it's and, e- and, doing exhibits and is very expensive. And is that just building the booth and having the materials and not actually renting out the space? Because that's probably even more more expensive. Exactly. That's just building the booth and probably paying for like your team to have it delivered and assembled, and then they go home and then they come in, they tear it down at the end of the show, and then go back to where it was. That's just renting it. That's not buying the booth for your own use. And all of these places are renting the, all these displays because well, well, it's a game I'm, they're going to show three times and then it's going to be over i'm I'm talking about renting a show floor basically oh yeah but that's 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 another price on top of all this renting show floor space depending on where it is on the show floor costs even more if you are close to the if you are close to the big wig or the big dog of the show so whoever's renting out the largest space it it works in a um uh, whoever's closest to that pays the next highest uh price in retail space so if you're like piddly company a and you're stuck all the way in the corner uh, your booth might be a 10 by 10, and you're probably not paying nearly as much as a 10 by 10 that's right next to one of the big dogs. So it's placement is everything in shows like this. Okay. Uh, speaking of speaking of um, companies paying for stuff and whatnot, you guys know that Factor Five in America closed down. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm sad about that. That's yeah, that's baloney. I mean, I they, don't know what happened between their they 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 like had like a five year six year time frame where they didn't release anything and then they released layer which yeah. i mean say whatever that that's bait's been run dry but yeah. you know that's unfortunate because they made some really great games uh, obviously rogue squadron being their star title but yep mm-hmm. hmm. no that's sad that they closed because uh honestly oh. i i i want nothing more than another x-wing game or another rogue squadron type game oh god yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> The source said that it just closed in the U.S. Do they actually have any uh, European or Japanese or whatever studios? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. I mean, it's the same thing that happened with Midway. Midway USA closed, but, you know, they're still Midway Europe. Okay. Because hmm. I didn't realize they were big enough to actually have two locations like that. I guess, and they must be, I guess. I don't know. I, I, from what I understood, they closed their American portion, yeah. you know. And I wonder if that's a sign of the economy finally catching up with the gaming industry. That with you know that closing down, uh, Duke Nukem 3D Realms closing down. There's been a lot of other closed down. <laughs> that, over the that's last the, year. that's the sign of people who don't know how to run a business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... Duke Nukem, you know, 3D Realms, 3D Realms would have closed down, you know, regardless of the economy. I mean, they've spent 12 years, you know, investing far too much money on a game that they should have been able to complete in maybe two years. Well, Scott knows I'm, how much I'm money they that lost. We, I'm, saying, I'm just saying that you guys are making a lot of assumptions with that, that statement. We don't know what really went on, and I'm not going to say that though it was because of this or it was because of that. I'm just noticing that over the last year or two here, you know, there's been a lot of development studios that are closing down, and I think that's a function oh, yeah. well, of the yeah, rising yeah. cost of game development as well as the economy, that people aren't, I mean, people aren't spending as much, so. Well, yeah. but, but you still, you have to acknowledge the fact that uh, these two companies have closed down, two companies that barely, barely release any games. 
you have to say that that must have something to do with the case, with fact. Because I mean, yeah, uh, I agree. They're on the weak end of the they're on the weak end of the spectrum. But yeah. I'm just saying, is it a th- is it a sign of you know? I mean, I don't think E3 or I don't think uh, Electronic Arts or anything is going to close down soon. But no, I think some of the other in between ones that might start closing down. So. I think that you know, I mean, because so far it's just been smaller scale companies. Uh, Companies that have been large, you know, in the past, you know, previous generations, but didn't really make the jump to uh, the current generation. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Midway was huge. I mean, we all know Midway was just gigantic back in the 90s, yeah. but, uh, you know, they just tapered off. You know, started to get lame and they ran out of. And then they lost right. their sports license. So that was. Yeah. Uh, well, they you know what they ran out of? They ran out of uh, Mortal Kombat sequels to make. Yeah. No, they That's... didn't. <laughs> Just mix it with Superman joke. and everything's okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> that actually sold pretty well, I think. So, Or, well, relatively well. Like a million yeah. or something. Uh, but another piece of news... <laughs> Another piece of news we don't have in the notes is the fact that uh, I think it was Saturday or Monday that um, uh, Atari announced that uh, in Europe uh, Ghostbusters would be exclusive to uh, to PS2, PSP, and PS3. Uh, I don't understand why it isn't anyway. Sony owns the movie. Yeah, you know the movie yeah. rights. I don't understand why any so I don't understand why the Spider-Man games aren't exclusive to PlayStation Three. Well, because uh, that's more because of Marvel doesn't... and less because of Sony. What's that? Also, I, I would say that's more because of Marvel and less because of Sony. Oh, also, okay. Well, but Sony owns know. the publishing rights for that. Oh. Well, Sony we makes those movies. Or... <laughs> like I think it's probably I'm because sorry. I think it's because you know, with the Spider-Man game and the Ghostbusters game, they're not aiming for you know purely the gaming crowd they're aiming for the movie crowd as well and releasing it you know across multiple platforms will definitely increase their revenue so why would how about why wouldn't i release god of war 3 on all platforms then if i'm sony because okay let me just uh, jump in uh first of all sony pictures uh, owns the right to spider-man and they don't talk to sony computer entertainment or at least not that much uh, well, apparently they do in europe no, this is because Atari closed down their um, their uh, Europe, European offices. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I misunderstood then. Or something. I, I think it was either that or they couldn't afford to publish it in Europe or something. Um, so, so I Sony don't think that has anything to do with Phil Harrison running Atari. Oh, dude, I do. I totally do. But... <laughs> I mean, no way. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, also... Um, um, what's the, what was I going to say? Oh, okay, never sure. mind. Forget it. <laughs> never mind. Move on. Kind of, kind of backtrack into the no games for Windows at E3. Uh, Atari also pulled out of E3, kind of tying yeah. in with the Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's just, it, and and it's an economic reason. You know, like I said before, trade shows are just crazy expensive to run. So, um, okay, that's it. Yep. Uh, you know, one more thing. Go on, just kind of make a little joke here. Going back to uh, the the DC universe, you know, versus Mortal Kombat. Think how ridiculous it is to have Superman fight Sonya Blade. I don't even know who that is. Sonya yeah, Blade's like the, uh, a token girl fighter in Mortal Kombat. I mean, it's just like it's just ridiculous. Like it's like Superman who has flown around the Earth to go back in time, like destroyed planets. <laughs> 
versus Army Tough Girl. <laughs> yeah. And I think that the perfect crossover would have been Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. I mean, because... Yeah, of course. People yeah. Have been that was that. the rivalry Years. back in the 90s. I mean... I don't. I, it's a no-brainer, and the fact that they haven't made it is—it just baffles me. Yeah, uh, it's you know, Capcom probably doesn't want to cut a deal. So. Well, now that you know there is no deal to cut since uh, Mortal Kombat was sold, maybe uh, we can see that eventually. Yeah. Who was it sold to? Uh, I don't know actually. Because hmm. I don't, I don't remember reading about that. The mafia is uh, making the next Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Tony Hawk Ride, uh, the new Tony Hawk game, the, which will feature a uh, uh, peripheral that's basically a, a wheelless skateboard with an accelerometer uh. and, uh, you know, all that kind of motion sensing stuff within it. What do you guys think? As long as there's an option to use a DualShock 3, as long as there's the option to use a controller, you know. Do whatever the hell you want, but I don't want it to be only with this, you know, new fandangled peripheral because I've seen skateboard peripherals before. You know, there was this really shady one, like from Taiwan for the PS2, and it sucked. Hmm. Well, oh, yeah, it's, shady. it's a shady one from Taiwan. Of course it's sucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually saw a video on Game Traders uh, that. Um, <laughs> with, with with Tony Hawk himself uh, using the board, and it it looked pretty controllable. It didn't look that fun. It looked like it'd be really tiring after a while, but it, it looked like it worked at the very least. He's uh, got to do something to win back, you know, the people that he lost to Skate and Skate Two, and yeah. you know they can't steal yeah. the control scheme by flipping your thumbs. So what's next best thing is whipping out a skateboard, you know? Yeah, I think it's yeah. sweet. Actually, I think it's going to work because. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm probably going to do it simply because I never had the guts to try anything too dangerous on my skateboard, and uh, this way I'll be also, able to simulate that. I was also going to say also because you have gentle ankles. Oh yes, <laughs> and very gentle knees. Uh, my big ass uh, biking feet probably will destroy the thing. So, <laughs> you know, I I just think I think they're really going after the Guitar Hero crowd. Yeah, that's, that's oh, my yeah. opinion. They're, they're yeah. just that, you know. I think that's what they're going after. They're going to probably, you know, they're going to sell it. I bet you the packaging will even look similar, you know. <laughs> so I, I well, think I mean, it will pull in a soon, good deal you know, of good casual yeah. people. Like uh, I think, you know, um, girlfriends, wives, and non-gamers everywhere would love to just give a try to look silly on a skateboard, you know, without actually yeah. injuring themselves. So yeah, it'll it'll do well. So Wait, I think so a lot of people are going to injure themselves. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people will injure themselves. I'm kind of confused as to how it works. I mean, when do you actually have to ollie normally where you have to, you know, hit the back and slide your foot forward and actually get physical air? No, or... you, you just have to whip one end up into the air and just use your heel to stamp down the other one. Okay. So well, I still think it's, you know, it's going to... You know, if you have it on a carpet or something, you know, it's going to slip out. You know, I mean, there are going to be some broken TVs or there's going to be injury. If if you are a collector, buy it immediately because it's going to be recalled within a week because of injuries. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I actually um, I'm kind of surprised they didn't call it Skate Hero. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No kidding. Right. Um. Uh. So, last uh, week, we sort of had a 
uh, experimental feature we just call discussions, and we had a sort of a topic uh, we wanted to, dis- to discuss. This week we are, we're actually calling that uh, topic um, question of the week. And so the deal here is that after this episode, we'll post a um, a new thread on the forums and ask you guys what you think about the next question of the week, which we have already decided. Um, and that uh, and then we'll next episode, of course, read some of you guys' um, sort of comments and and sort of speak to your points uh, for that topic. Uh, but anyway, this time it's. Um, Will the nostalgia wave last forever? Um, will kids be playing Gears of War 2, Halo, or God of War in 10 years? So, sort of, how does this translate to the movie industry, and how can we sort of uh, make new classics, basically? Hmm. Uh, well, Kip? Um, hmm. I think, I, I don't think so, and this is my reason, is that technology grows exponentially, this has been shown throughout history. Uh, the last 10 years have had more inventions than the last 100 years. The last 100 years have had more inventions than the last 1,000 years. This is a yeah. fact. This is, how it's, this is how technology grows. I think the reason right now that nostalgia is so popular is, one, that things are kind of shitty in the world. And so they like to, people like to reach back and, like, remember. That's why comic book movies, I think, are so popular right now, too. And, like, all these remakes, like the Starsky and Hutch remake, the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. People really right now are really like, oh, I remember that stuff. That was the good old stuff before, th- you know, before we were at war, before the economy sucked, before every, all this crap went on uh, before 9-11. I think a lot of people like really can really like going back to those things. As far as for gamers though, I think the technology has moved so much from 8-bit to now that there's something that's almost it's like silly and cool to go back and play these games that are so simple yet so difficult, you know, and to have the memories there. Versus I think the graphics and stuff nowadays are are so I don't know. I don't even know how to fully explain it. So good or, you know, so like focused in one area. Like when I play Killzone 2, it's like, okay, I'm playing a war, I'm playing a war game. You know, that's what's happening right now. Versus with Punch-Out and with Mario, there was an, a piece of imagination there too that I think it's cool to look back at that nostalgia and whatnot versus I don't think, you know, Gears of War 2 or Halo 2 or Halo 3 or anything. I don't think they have that. So. so so basically what you're saying is that everyone used to have have a really unique experience with the same game and yeah. now it, and now that's less unique and more perhaps more uh, immersive but at the same time not as memorable. Actually, Absolutely. yeah, that is true. I mean, because, I mean, okay, I wasn't even alive when the 2600 came out, and I got my first 2600 uh, a few weeks ago, but uh, when I'm, you know, playing Centipede or something, like I used to in the arcades, uh, there isn't a thing on my PS3 or PS2 that can give me that feeling. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, you know, just the sim- simple sound effects or the simple graphics or the high scores. Uh, I think that, you know, like 10, 20 years in the future, people are going to be remembering, uh, you know, all of the remakes of the old style games. You know, Geometry Wars instead of Asteroids. and. Uh, uh. You guys gave all good answers. I wrote down Orange. <laughs> I didn't write no, down I, answer. <laughs> I no, I think you guys all make really, really good points. Um 
Um, I, I think it, there will be a nostalgia um, for games that we're playing now, but it won't be for... It might be for the Halos, it might be for the Gears of Wars, um, but probably not. It will probably be more for the games that have the in-depth kind of stories. I think it's going to be more yeah. of the Silent Hills. I think it's going to be more of the, the, the you know, uh, maybe even a few of the of the role-playing games uh, that are out now. And it, it even might be, even... Uh, yeah. Dude, go ahead. Uh, it's probably uh, going to be, you know, the artsy games, you know. I'm pretty sure that yeah. people are going to remember Ico and, you know, Shadow of the Colossus and, uh, you know, Silent Hill 2, Okami. Agreed. You know, I think those are the kind of games that people will be nostalgic for in 20 years and in 15 years. They're not going to be so um, – the, the less story-driven games um, and the uh, – the less story, more action-driven games, people aren't going to be as nostalgic for because um, the, because everything, like you guys had said, is so spelled out for you with Gears of War 2. But with Contra, yeah. nothing was spelled out for you except for you're either the guy in the blue pants or the guy in the red pants. You have to make up the rest of the damn story, but it looks an awful lot like Terminator and Aliens kind of mixed together, so go have fun and make your own backstory. Um, yeah. and, and I think, you know, that that's it. Um, you know what else? You know what else I think is that when you were a little kid, everybody got game. Everybody got a video game or two twice a year, Christmas and your birthday. That was when you got video games when you were a little kid. And now, and, and you had to you had to make them last. You know, yeah. and so like I would play uh, Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo when I got that with the Super Nintendo. I played that game through at least a hundred times. Oh, you know? yeah. Because I just kept playing oh, yeah. it, and I think that that I had so much memories of playing that and so much experience with that, it was great. Versus, you know, I I played Killzone two, I beat it, I played the multiplayer for a little while, stopped playing it. I'll probably won't touch it again for. I'll maybe replay it one more time in like a year from now. Other than that, though, I'll probably never touch it again. Um, yeah, I mean, same here. Even you know, games that I've bought, you know, as opposed to games I've rented, you know, I played Grand Theft Auto four through you know i did a bit of multiplayer but it's just been sitting on my shelf i mean i'll eventually pick it up once in a while just you know to have some sandbox fun but it's not like in the olden days i played through ff6 like i don't know 20 times i've probably logged at least 600 hours on that game there's uh, you know i think oh go ahead uh, Okay, so I actually think uh, there will be some games, uh, like Randy said, and I think mood is really important. Sort of the, the sort of games that really focus on creating a mood. Uh, yeah. Look at, I think Flower is a game that we'll go back to in ten years and have total nostalgia for. I think that'll be the perfect time kind of game. And also, actually, Little Big Planet, because. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, and, and I'm not really talking about the game. I'm talking about specific levels, specific maybe levels that are already in the game or in um, or sort of uh, user-made. Because, you know, the way it toys with the lighting and you can add music and, and some people are really good at cr- sort of creating that effect, creating that mood. And I think that's the sort of thing that sticks with you more than how cool it was to blast a guy's head off, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, in like 10 or 20 years, we're going to have first-person shooters that blow Killzone 2 and Halo 3 out of the water. But, you see, you can easily... You see, those games are built on technology and action and stuff, which is all relatively easy replicated. And it's going to eventually be done, you know, a lot better. But, you know, older games, or not necessarily older games, but they're games that have, you know, the mood, the storyline, the characters, and you can't really recreate that as easily. 
Um, yep. Here's here's why I don't think that'll happen with Little Big Planet with uh, Geometry Wars with all those games. This is why I don't think it'll happen. That in a year from now we're going to be hearing about Little Big Planet two, and then in three years from then we're going to be hearing about Little Big Planet three, Dude, and then Little Big Planet four, it, and it's gonna it, it's gonna eventually dry out and it's gonna die, and so, that's what's so, gonna yeah. happen. And that's what's gonna happen to that franchise. No one's gonna want to go back and play it because it got exhausted. See, with Limerick Planet, I use that as an example, not because of the game, but because of the unique experiences people creating user-made levels. Uh, I think and that's, I'm just I saying think, that I think that it's how the short attention span of today's gamers won't allow that to happen. That we're going to need a new Little Big Planet in a year. You know what I mean? So we don't. There's not this nostalgia that's going to be built for us. First, we have the nostalgia has to be now. We have to be playing that, gathering memories for it. I'm not playing Little Big Planet anymore. Dude, no. okay. How about Flower? Do you think it's going to be a Flower too? I think it'll similar? be. Well, probably not. But there'll be the next Flow game. You know, it'll be Flower, Flower, Baking Flower or something. I don't know what they're going to add. <laughs> I think uh, speaking speaking as the the eldest person here, um, there's oh. there's a difference between being uh, being nostalgic for a specific game and actually the game itself invoking a nostalgic feeling. Um, because I will get nostalgic, like Kip had said about games that I I spent hours and hours and hours upon playing when I was a younger kid. Um, but even if I, as I'm standing here actually looking at my my shelves of games, um, I can go through each one of these games without playing them and remember exactly what I was doing at that point in my life when I bought that game, like where I was working, where I was living, yeah. what kind of relationships I was in. So I think video games themselves actually do add a nostalgic feeling to you. So it's it's very similar to somebody who buys a lot of books and reads a lot of books because I, I can do the same thing with my bookshelf. I can go through my books and tell you, you know, where I was working, where I was living, what you know, how I was kind of feeling at that point in time based on the books themselves. I might not be nostalgic for those books, but those books do invoke nostalgia in me. So I think yeah. in 20 years, yes, people will, if they do keep retaining hard copies of these games, you know, yet another added benefit to kind of buying the, the physical copy, th- this will actually invoke nostalgia in people in 20 years. Whether the game was shit or not, you know, I still I still have, you know, uh, memories about, uh, what the hell was that stupid first, uh, see, I don't even remember the name, but the name of the game, Star Wars uh, Battle Commander or something like that. Um, I, I don't remember the game so much but i can tell you exactly you know a, a good chunk of my life of what i was doing back then be, by looking at that game yeah and you know i can do the same thing for like mad dog mccree i picked up a copy uh you know a couple of weeks ago you know i didn't actually buy it i just actually picked up a copy and you know all these memories just come rushing back and i can name exactly What's happening in my life at that time? I can, you know, tell you where I was, tell you how old I was, uh, tell you what other games I was playing at that time. And you know, Mad Dog McCree is terrible. It's an awful game. And they're actually remaking it for the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would go along with much of the Wii, <laughs> much of the Wii's. Hopefully, oh, these graphics can. Uh, I mean, hopefully the Wii can. Uh, you know, hold its own against 3DO graphics. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. The, uh, you know, oh, God, man. Well, anyway, move on. <laughs> um, 
upcoming reviews and features. What do you guys have upcoming for the site that you want to pimp? Um, this weekend, I'm going to be doing a review for the newest expansion for Fallout, or not Fallout, Fable 2, um, the See the Future expansion. Um, I'll, I'll be doing a video review, and hopefully that will be posted on Monday. And that's going to be our first video review ever, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm kind Ooh. of excited about doing it because it's it's since it's just an expansion, I don't have to get too in depth in it. So that's probably why I'll be able to finish it up in, in a short amount of time and get it up on the site. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm working on. Um, I'm personally working on a new feature, a written feature, um, about sort of the uh, the relationship I have with. Uh, enemies in shooters, uh, particularly. You know, uh, how there's human opponents, uh, aliens, monsters, robots, etc. And how, um, sort of how I feel about what I would prefer the next big game or, or you know, what I prefer in shooters to to have, basically. Uh, so I won't spoil that for you guys. Uh, and that's going to be up on... Randy, when's that's going to be up? I think that's on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, I don't have the production schedule in front of me, but it's going up next week, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Elliot? Um, I will probably have a uh, Top 10 PS2 Games video. Uh, if I have time, I will be doing a video review of the Atari Flashback, which is a nifty little gadget released by Atari that has 20 preloaded... Uh, 2600, 5200, and 7800 games on it. And if I finish the game, I will be reviewing a Super Robot Tyson OG Sire for the DS. Cool. Uh, Kip, you probably don't have anything, do you? Well, that's very pessimistic of you. Good sir. He actually does, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm writing an article on Mott's making bad assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I got, I still got the, uh, the, the sex, drugs, and tentacles. Uh, why geeks love anime girls? That's that'll probably be coming up on the site next week for sure. I, I mean, depending on editing and time, but I'm pretty sure that'll be going up next week. Uh, as far as my the following, um, the following article, I've got some ideas and I'm tossing them around, and I might be don't want to I don't want to spoil it quite yet. But I think I think it'll be cool. I think it'll be a cool idea. So and it's uh, I'll just throw a little uh, I'll throw a little hint out there that it has something to do with substance abuse. Oh. So ah. as much as you get. I love so. substance abuse. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't the right answer, was it? <laughs> well, okay. Make the connection if you can. But that's all I'll say for now. So okay, I like so Dope that's... Wars. Dope Wars was an awesome game. Yeah. And so was uh, the arcade version of uh, Narc. That game was badass. Oh yeah. Hmm. Huh. So they should uh, really incorporate like drug use into the next GTA. Huh. Really, I think it would be awesome if you know, like they set the next GTA and in... wars. No, not I'm not ta- actually drug use, not drug you know trading. Trafficking. But... Oh, you yeah, mean like, like making that a more integral part of the storyline? No, just having it as something extra. I mean, let's say the next GTA is set in 1969 San Francisco. You should totally be able to get some LSD and, you know, drive through the streets on a, you know, crazy trip. You know, oh, that's they could have the graphics. Happen. They could have the graphics turn into, you know, like, you know, Beatles style <laughs> that, graphics. Oh, my that God. Is that's never a cool happened. Idea. 
That would be awesome, though. I mean, it would never happen. Didn't they have a drunk mode in one of the GTAs? Yeah, Yeah, the new one. Yeah, and uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving got really pissed off about that. Well, you know what's funny? They really shouldn't have gotten mad about it because it was actually a very, if you played it at all and you tried to drive drunk at all, you would realize how bad it was. You ended yeah, up like the cops would be on you in a second. Yeah, and you would always wreck your car and almost kill yourself every time. So yeah, yeah okay, but Randy, if we know yes. anything about geeks, what would they do in that situation? If they suck at it, what? yeah, <laughs> they would naturally they would naturally get awesome at it and then post yeah. a video, be like, check this out, speed run GTA all on drunk mode. GTA, I've done it so many times I can drive home <laughs> uh, Well if someone you know Drives drunk just because he managed to do it In GTA and you know he Ends up killing himself I mean that's just Natural selection Yeah, I was gonna oh, say that. People, kill, people kill people Because they did it in Counter-Strike Shit well, there was that one guy who, like, stabbed the crap out of a taxi driver because he, you know, wanted to do it from GTA not too long ago, actually, right? No. Uh, uh, pretty sure there was. It was... Uh, yeah, I think there was something like that. Okay, cool. I didn't make it up. Um, I, I also, uh, I, I wrote another feature, but I'm not 100% sure about uh, throwing it up there yet or not, but um, I, I guess I'm going to uh, continue my, I, my further scientific uh, uh, study. Um, uh, I, I, Kip... Uh, I can actually edit that for you. I didn't get the chance to do it. The, uh, oh no, no, no! Don't worry about it. I need to. I need to further my my his, my uh, scientific uh, uh, research here. So, uh, Kip, you can you can answer this first because I think you're less of a of a of a geek than than uh, some of us. Do, do you have? Yes, oh, a I know Kirby he's... lamp. <laughs> I know. <laughs> do you have in your maybe he might surprise me here? Do you have in your possession a box? That you specifically keep cords and cables and splitters and all this other kind of fun stuff. I do. <laughs> yes. Are you ready to, okay. Are you ready to yeah. be blown away? The right Not drawer. Not only do I have a box, I have a drawer and I have a yeah. tote. Yes. Okay. Good. I'm gonna. I have several, several with several Mad Cats RF <laughs> adapters. Yeah. All right, I have cool. I wrote two a, drawers. I wrote a, short, I wrote a short feature on. The cord box, and it's mo- it's just kind of like an ode to the cord box. It's the unspoken geek, you know. It's the unspoken hero in every geek's collection. You know, every geek oh, yeah. points to his his uh, console collection and his game collection. But that that box of cords is the is the backbone of his of his. Yeah, uh, it's the thing that article. makes it all work. Yeah, Maybe you have to promise me you'll put this in the article. <laughs> the the one controller that's got the limp joystick. <laughs> Everybody's got it. It's just kind of it just yeah. kind of goes down just a little bit. The yeah. N64 it controller drips. that does it that never centers that every time when yeah. you're at a standstill, so to speak, the slowly. And so when your friends come over, it's like, oh, hey, yeah, we got three controllers. You have to use the shitty one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. So you guys have cord boxes too. All right, excellent. So there will be a a feature oh, on the cord. Also, box have to up. mention. You also have to mention the one cord where you can't find out what it's for. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't have any of those, actually. <laughs> I do. I mean, what? I have. Oh, yeah. Dude, I have like 10. Especially, <laughs> especially power cords. You know, the ones that go into the actual uh, adapter that you put into the wall. 
Oh yeah, yeah that yeah. I've got tons of those AC yeah. adapters that I don't know what they you know what they plug into. I keep yeah. those just in case I might find something that has the right so voltage and the right size. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So many bricks in there so, from like used CD players and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yep. So, ode you know the, the an ode or an honorarium to the to the cord box will will be up on the site sometime next week. Also, uh, besides the fact that Zoe is hot, uh, we all, we actually still need more writers. Yes. Oh. Specifically, that was that was a terrible segue. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. I had to do it. Goodbye. <laughs> That's the, That's the end of our show. Yeah. Um, specifically, guys, I'm actually looking for uh, people to do. Um, we need people to fill our back coffers in reviews. Uh, you know, we're we're trying to busy ourselves with reviewing uh, newer games so that you know whether they suck or not when they first come out before you waste your money. Um, so, you know, we want to hear mostly from you guys about uh, about this generation games or even last generation games or hell, even maybe two generation games ago. Um, you know reviews that's that's the kind of reviews we're really looking forward to so if you've you know if you want to write one go for it uh send it our way send it to either elliot at elliot h at elder-geek.com or you can send it to mots at mots p that's m-a-t-s-p at elder-geek.com and and uh they'll edit it and send it along to me so go get it you know sharpen your pencil and if you uh if you have any any kind of you know feel free to write anything else as as always you know, we're always looking for yes, anything. Yes. Don't just feel like you're bound. Uh, if you have a feature, something you want to rant about, anything like that, feel free to send that as well. Yes, so. features are always great. We're we're always more than happy to post uh, new features. Send those to actually Kip at kipp at elder geek dot com, or um, we also need some more videos for the uh, uh, the uh, the geek rant. You know, we yeah. got D we got D Lindema going on it. We can't have him standing there out there all by himself. So go Absolutely. geek rant. We know we got enough. Here? We got we got a solid sixty plus members now in our forum, so I, we know people are out there listening. So absolutely, oh, start uh, start ranting. I, I've seen it already on the board. So yeah. yeah. Ah, one other thing, spread the word too. I mean, I know we have a really nice, happy community here that's nice and small, but we want to get bigger. Yeah. You know, we we actually want to start posting some some better stuff on the site. So spread the word. You know, tell friends. Um, shit, tell enemies that uh, you know our site can back. <laughs> Especially uh, for the forums, because uh, I know we really had a big uh, sort of launch with the forums, and a lot of people joined at once, but it's kind of slowed down after that, and we we actually wanted to speed up, so if you guys could help us with that, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, Our forums, me and Mots did decide that our forums are officially forums this week. Mots, maybe you want to talk about that? (laughs) Uh, yeah, so we had our first actual uh, flame. Uh, and, no. Uh, we, we closed yep. our first thread. Uh, and we had no to close the thread. And no offense to the guy that made the thread, he, he was just a little bit uh, uh, angry and he didn't really double check his, uh, his post. So, so, uh, mm-hmm. so he's still a great guy and everything, and uh, so is the person he insulted. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, so, we appreciate it. I mean, you guys, it's official now, and we, we yeah. love it. So yeah, thank and, you. <laughs> we, we also earlier this re- week uh, reached uh, 300 posts in the random spam thread. So that means that we're officially random as well. We're officially, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, I think we, overall, we had how many hits on Tuesday, Randy? 
Oh man, uh, on Tuesday, and uh, on Tuesday we had what was it over 1,200? And, and that's not hits. That was individual visitors. Uh, uh, we had. Yeah, we had yeah, 17,000 hits. hits. Yeah. 17,000 hits, guys. So you have been doing a great job. Thanks. You know, yes. spread the word on Facebook. Any, spread the word on YouTube. You yeah. Spread the word uh, on other forums. On on other, yeah. <laughs> Send carrier yeah. pigeons. 1,200 of those were unique IPs. Yeah. You know, uh, there there have been people out there actually talking about us because I I am able to see where our link is actually posted everywhere on the on the grand scheme of the internet. I kind of feel like I have ominous powers or some shit. But uh, people are talking about us um, actually specifically on thegameheroes.com and those guys are actually pretty cool. And uh, there was a couple other websites too. Of course, well, a bunch obviously. on games. Um, and obviously wapage.com. And of course wapage. Yeah. But uh, there was a bunch of a bunch of blogs and stuff are picking up on, on us too. So. Keep up the good work, everybody. Yeah. Uh, I okay. think that's it. Good that's luck. it. That concludes. Uh, that concludes episode five. Uh, excuse me. That concludes episode five. The Elliot Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's, that's the title now, dude. You have to live with that. Yeah. <laughs> and we need to put like your most embarrassing picture on the on the image too. Uh, I'll come back next week, everybody, because we are going to be covering. Pretty much next week's show is going to be E3. Uh, and our yeah. crazy ass predictions. Yep, yeah. we sort of touched on on it this week, but next week that's going to be the entire show, basically. Yeah. So, so, so tune in next back. week. So tune in next week for episode six, the return of the Randi. <laughs> Yeah.